Well, hello and welcome back to Genesis Day, uh, sorry, chapters six and seven. We are on day two this week. Um, and today we're going to talk about Noah and the ark. And what a crazy adventure because, I mean, there's just a whole lot of stuff that people I'm sure thought was nuts going mm-hmm. on right here. Yep. So we talked about how evil the world is. Yesterday, um, we talked about how evil the world... Yesterday, we talked about how evil the world was, not how evil the world is. Yesterday, we talked about how evil the world is at this point um, to where God has said, like, I'm done. We're, we're, I'm grieved that I have made this creation. So now we see what's up next. So Genesis 6, verses 8 through 16. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof and open one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I I just think at this point, Noah is saying, whew, you said you're going to destroy them all. I thought that meant me too. Yeah. (laughs) You think he's not, you think he's feeling the relief of it and not the overwhelming nature of the fact that he um, is going to have to figure out how to do something that has never been done before, right? Because they didn't have, like, they didn't have boats. Did they have boats? No boats. Well, Well, they might have had some Because there were lakes and rivers, right? And seas, yeah, yeah. And by this time, with all these millions, uh, trillions of people on the Earth, I would imagine they've they've spread out, right? To some extent, some of them are up against a body of water, so so there could be boats. Yeah, Um, I never thought of that before, but I I guess you're right. There would be, but he's not building it near the water, right? Right. And as far as we know, and it's big, right? It's huge. Yeah. Yes. So, and we at this point have not seen rain yet either, right? Yeah. Do I have that right? Because the waters are coming up from from the earth from the springs. Is the that's what I always understood. And watering the whole earth. 
Yeah. Yes, okay. that we that we don't have rain yet. So when so, God says it's going to rain, why on earth? 40, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think He says that. He yet. hasn't said that yet. You're right. No, but why would He need to make a covering so that there was no opening on the top? Mm-hmm. Right, like this is completely enclosed. So even if there were boats, they wouldn't be like rowboats or whatever. There would be no complete covering over the top. Because yeah. why would you so need tight. that if you didn't have stuff coming down on you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. These are all the things that I think of. Like if mm-hmm. no, if God's telling me this, and I'm Noah, I'm like going because it's dry land here, and um. What do you mean? I need to protect us from the top. And, and how are you much eating lumber am I going right to now? Right. <laughs> my, um, my translation says 450 feet long, 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. And then finish the arc to within 18 inches to the top. Cause mine does not have the cubits. So anyway. mm-hmm. that's like what one and a half football feels, I think long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pretty long and that's at least four maybe five stories high mm-hmm. if you figure each mm-hmm. story is like yeah. eight to ten feet yeah so i i read something that it was like um um the height was like one one height and then the width was twice that amount amount and the length was three three times that amount so it was a perfect um you know, a perfect, uh, what? Perfectly engineered. <laughs> there I go. Ratio. So that it's right. it ratio and all that. Yeah, so that it would be able to um, sustain what was going to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, a storm unlike any other. So. Mm-hmm. The, the part that I really like about it, too, that I thought was fascinating was the fact that there's probably no rudder, probably right. no steering yeah. wheel, yeah. no sails. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No shuffleboard. Yeah. No like, paddleboard. No paddle. Yeah, wheel. No paddleboard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're no right cruise about this. machines. <laughs> the sails are a big deal because if there's no way to row it and there's no way to sail it, then it's not like if, even if they had built boats at this point, it's not like any other boat they've built. So Noah's right, got to be right. like, well, how's it gonna? How's it gonna go anywhere? Yeah. Yeah, no way to control this. It's just a boat to float. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is not in control. God's in full control of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was an amazing And Noah has this. to trust him mm-hmm. yep. and obey these, these exact um, commands, the exact plan, mm-hmm. which we'll see further on, in, or not further on, but in different scripture, you'll see the different people that followed God's command to build like the temple exactly as God said it. And Noah does that. He yeah. follows it exactly, not even completely understanding. I mean, they had an idea when they built the temple, they had had the temple that they moved with them, the tent of meeting, right? So they kind of had an idea of what should take place and how to do it. But this is, this is a whole new thought. This is like so far up there. So wait, the, the temple of meeting and all of that, didn't that come in with Moses? The tent did, yeah, but the I tent did. And okay. later on when they built the temple, oh, they had yes, an yes, idea yes. from the tent of right. what yeah. well, we've how talked before that. about how 
knowledge was probably pretty um, deep at this point. They've had a lot of time and experience and the generations to help mm-hmm. each other grow in their knowledge base. I mean, they were pretty good engineers um, in their own right at this point. Um, they're going to build the Tower of Babel at some point. We've got the pyramids going on over in Egypt. I mean, they're, people are building stuff in the, in the earth. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I watched. They, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I watched one of those videos um, and it was like, I think I mentioned it last week where, were they brutes or brilliant? And a lot of those things that you mm-hmm. just mentioned, yeah, they're brilliant. Yeah. God made people brilliant to start with. Mm-hmm. I think we probably think about Noah living in a tent, you know, out in the middle of the desert someplace, but we don't really know that that's the way he lived. Right. Well, you know, he could have lived in a, in a big house. I, I don't know. He could have, I guess, but. Well, that's interesting to just kind of think about that. Like, where did he live and who is he surrounded by? And remember, these are people who were evil all the time. Yeah. And there's a question in the homework that was like, besides his family, do you think Noah could have employed others to build the ark? I was like, I don't know. That was a really good question, I thought. Yeah. Because he Um, had lots of brothers and sisters. We've got his genealogy. Um, So he he wasn't just like some isolated person in the earth. Um, and I think families, tribes, you know, just like today, I, people, you know, kind of identified that way. Right. So he's got, and he's got his, his own family. And I don't think that those three sons were the only children that he had either. So he's got an extended family. So did he, did he get their help to build it? Did he get the whole town's help or village's help to build it? Um, I kind of thought about, remember um, Max Licato tells a story of um, in, is it in, um, in Mexico or whatever, different places, the men would gather, the men that don't have regular jobs gather and the farmers come in the pickup truck and they pick, let's say, eight guys to come out and work for the day. And so these 25 guys are standing there hoping to be chosen for the eight that are going to go and have a day of work and get paid. Mm-hmm. I just kind of figured maybe that's how it was here. He could have, cause you know, it's like a, Hey, I'll help out a, a job. I get yeah. paid. I'll get some food for my family. Sure. Even though I think you're nuts. Yeah. I'm willing to get paid to help you build your nut house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. That is so interesting because I go the complete opposite way. Like I think he did it with him and his sons only. And I'll tell you why is because I think one, they thought he was crazy. I think there was no goodwill among anyone because he is the only one who is considered righteous in all the land. And we know that everyone's thoughts only go to evil. So you're not going to be inclined to help your fellow man, even if you do think they're crazy. And I think that they weren't worthy. I think that this is God saying, this is what you are going to do to save mankind. And you, these four and your wives are the only ones that are going to be able to get on here. And I don't think that they would have even considered it, like even considered helping. Not even pay. In this Genesis account, we don't hear anything about Noah's reputation in the earth or or what he might have done. But later on in the New Testament, we find out that he was a preacher of righteousness. Right. So while this is going on, 
he's been preaching to people. He's been talking about God. He's been telling them about God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. That's an interesting, those are some interesting thoughts. You know, did he have yeah, help or like, no? Was it something that God said, I just want you guys to do this because you're the only ones going in. Would he have told people that? I don't know. Well, that's interesting. And I like, I just think that he would have, I just think people, because we know he's a preacher of righteousness and that he's living in this culture that is just completely evil, right? And corrupt. We see, corrupt. we hear that over and over again here, that corrupt, yeah. corrupt, corrupt. Like if, if you're corrupt, you're not helping people out of the kindness of your heart. I didn't think it was out of the kindness of their heart. I thought it was for money. Maybe for money. You just think for pay. We don't know. There's another one of those things. We don't we know. We don't know. I just don't know. That's interesting. Like, because I really like I always I'm like, well, Noah did it himself. He felled all the trees. He hauled the lumber. Like he was really brilliant to be able to figure out how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we don't have any account of the time involved, do we? How many years mm-hmm. it might have taken to build it? Uh, there's not even a clue, I don't think, as to could one, you know, could he have built it with his sons in a in a certain period of time? We just because there's nothing here that I see. No, um, I mean the first mention of Noah is in five twenty or five thirty two, where it says after Noah was five hundred years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Mm-hmm. And then we see that in six, when he's 600 is when he, when the water starts coming. Okay. So a hundred years, a hundred years is a long time. He could have been building that boat. He could have done it himself probably in a hundred years with his sons. I mean, I grew up, my dad was good questions. My dad Mm -hmm. was a hunter and we always had a hunting camp. So I can remember as a kid, we moved from one location to another location and he and all of his buddies put up the new bunkhouse. Um, so it was kind of like an old fashioned barn raising. Uh-huh. They did it in a pretty short period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't take them a hundred years to build a, a new bunkhouse. Right. So, right. I mean, the Ark was certainly a much bigger construction project, but. You think they had like electric saws? And no, I don't think they had any electricity. Could <laughs> <laughs> have been water. Well, no, that they weren't around water. And you got one electric ones. <laughs> Never mind. <clears throat> so, I haven't found any evidence of any solar powered anything, you know, in our archaeological digs or battery operated. So I, I, my um, version says cypress wood, but mm-hmm. when I, Hey, for all my growing up years, I always uh, heard gopher wood, make it out of gopher wood. And I looked up those two trees and a cypress tree is like this big, like about, it's not very big at all. Really? And it looks, it looks more like a soft wood, but um, gopher wood has a bigger trunk and looks more sturdy. And so I have decided I'm going to go with gopher wood. As the better translation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll let you do that. But today. if he right. if he was doing it all by himself, wouldn't it make sense that it would be the skinnier pieces? <laughs> the cypress. Could be. I'm gonna challenge you on that. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. 
what, maybe the cypress looks to me like a softer wood. Did it have more flexibility for the waves and the tumultuous more floating. Well, here's the bottom yeah. line. We know that however that art got built, it was built exactly the way God planned for it to be built. Yep. Mm-hmm. Noah yeah. was faithful and obedient to follow God's plan exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, you know what? That, that shows something. I used to be in construction. I used to be the one walking out the trusses. And I was, okay, in my defense, it was in the winter that one time. And it was like I couldn't feel my foot. And I'm going, run. I can't feel my foot. And he goes, okay, look down when you put your foot on a truss and make sure it, it's there. It was like so cold and stuff. But I couldn't tell at some of the angles, like an inch off here, an inch off there. And then that's how they would we would move them on out. And I'm like, that's amazing that he would be able to do something like that. And to the specifications, you know, what if he had a day where it was like, ah, it's good enough. Uh, I may not matter that big. Boy, I'm telling you, in construction, one inch off here really does impact the wall, right? Right. I, I think so. some people have a gift. You know, God has already been gifting people, metal right. workers. Um, mm-hmm. So my dad was really good at that. You know, he was a builder, yeah. and he could he could look at something and tell you if it was plumb or square. Or, um, I can't do that. Uh-uh. My brother couldn't right. do that. So I think some people are gifted in certain ways. Um, And I think that God certainly would have gifted Noah with every gift he needed to complete this project. But it isn't just that gift. It's that perseverance over, let's say, 100 years. Maybe it wasn't a full 100, Mm -hmm. right? But over that period of time, every day when you're working on it, to work as as if you're working unto God. That's what we're told to work like that, Mm -hmm. to have that care, have that deliberateness and um, faithfulness that you're working for God and you're doing this. And I just picture Noah doing that and having that faithfulness, and that's pretty remarkable to me. I also picture Mm -hmm. him as Steve Carroll, and it's kind of hard for me to get him out of my head (laughs) in that movie. Yeah. It kind of messed me up just a little bit. You know, yeah. When we read these things about Noah, it makes him sound like he was really perfect in every way. Did he Mm -hmm. never have any doubts? Did he never have any questions? Well, we do. We walk with God, right? We're we even have His Spirit inside of us because of Jesus. And yet, we still have our days where we're like, "Oh Lord, you know, really? (laughs) Do I have to do it that way?" Um, so I wonder if, um, I mean, Noah was human, right? Just like we are. Right. So I'm sure he had some, I would think he had some ups and downs, some days yeah. where he was full of faith and filled with energy and days where he was like, man, this is taking a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How much longer am I going to have to be doing this? Um, yeah. Right. Well, so I, I think we want to be careful. Absolutely. And we see in, um, Verse nine um, in chapter six, he says, it says Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked with God, but it doesn't say he was blameless. He says he was blameless among the people. Right. So like the people couldn't find fault, but he wasn't perfect. No, we've got to look at that word righteous too. And that means he was right with God. Noah is also in Hebrews. His faith is what makes him righteous. Just like our faith. And what Jesus did makes us righteous. 
So it's not just his behavior that God is looking at. It's his standing, his faith that he believes in God and he believes God. And so that's make, that makes him righteous. Mm-hmm. Not that he's a, his behavior is perfect. Right. Right. So just noticing that he was quite the prepper, <laughs> we could say <laughs> the ultimate prepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and just thinking about, I was really thinking as you guys were talking about the construction of the boat and everything. And a lot of times we see this as an archetype of what happened with Jesus. And I was wondering if we could just kind of talk through that a little bit, that um, there's a lot of symbolism in here. Go ahead, Suzanne. Did I jump ahead? No. Um, oh, okay. You just said an archetype. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at you. How appropriately named that was. Day, situation. Right? Yes. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, you can see the look on my face, right? I'm like, she said archetype. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was very good. Very quick. You're too good by two, by two, by two. You're doing great. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we make okay. quite a pair. Yeah, there like we go. Jokes now. <laughs> so a lot of times people put this in the, um, that they were entombed as Christ was entombed in, in this situation. They were inside of an, uh, an ark that was sealed by God. Mm-hmm. And where the tomb was sealed by the Romans, God clearly opened that up. Um, it just, I don't know if you guys, I, I, now I'm totally blanking on all the things, except it, it makes sense um, to me. The Savior, that God was saving his people. He's saving his remnant. He does deeply care about the people on the earth. Um, we'll jump in any minute. <laughs> Are we jumping we ahead if we say, you know, God said put one door? Mm-hmm. In the right. arc. and right, and we are jumping ahead a little bit. Is it? But okay. um, yeah, because we haven't we haven't gotten there yet. Well, okay. verse sixteen at the end says, "Put a door in the side of the ark." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is for this week, but I mean for today, right? Mm-hmm. What so would the one door signify? The only way into that ark was through the door. And further on in scripture, you know, Jesus is, there are other things of Jesus being the door. Right. Um, the only way into the sheep pen through is, the gate. is through the gate, right? A gate is a door. Um, so I, I think as far as that archetype, this is like, okay, there's only one way in to g- salvation, right? From this flood. And that's through this door. And mm-hmm. there's only one way into salvation for us, and that's through the door of Jesus Christ. He's the only way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so we want to kind of keep in mind as we look at this story, we want to keep in mind what Christ did for us. You know, and just, mm-hmm. there, it, you, we'll see it throughout the story. Um, but I just thought, oh, I want to kind of bring that up so that we at least are putting that in our little minds here. And, and again, we see the grace of God in the fact that he doesn't just wipe it all out. Yeah. You know, there's not a great implosion where he just says, I'm done. We're starting over again. Yeah. Um, he, he does. He says, you are faithful. And that's who is going to continue the line of, to Jesus. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. So how about I pray it out? That's perfect. Lord, we just thank you today for um, your word, for how it relates to us, even though it doesn't seem to sometimes, but how um, we can see your plan from the very beginning that you provided the salvation for us, the way you provided salvation for Noah and his family. Lord, just help us to walk in rightness with you. Help us to obey you, um, even when we don't fully understand where you're sending us, why you're sending us, what you're calling us to do, but that we just follow your plan for us exactly the way you have it, because that's the best thing, and that's the way you want us to go. Help us to persevere, Lord, through bad times and hard times, knowing that um, you're walking with us and just thank you for, um, like Angie said, you know, you provided salvation for mankind through this door in the ark, um, the way you provided Jesus as a salvation of mankind through his death, um, just the one way for all of us. Help us to keep our hearts turned to you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>